Welcome to the Healthy Tips Podcast, produced by the Better Living Institute and sponsored by App Judo for your software needs, BulletPad for writing lists on your iPad, and also sponsored by our listeners. That's folks like you. We're Kira and Bill Van Ittersom, and welcome to today's show. Today, we're talking about meditation success stories. Hi, everyone. Today, we're going to approach the topic of meditation a little bit differently. Rather than go into all the different ways you can meditate and into talking about meditation tapes and meditation guided visualization, MP3s and all the other things, we're actually going to focus more on who it is that's doing it and why are they doing it? (laughs) (laughs) You know, the interesting part is Meditation has been around forever, and most of us, even in the Western world, have either heard of it or oftentimes have tried it, sometimes with success, sometimes not so much. We define success in kind of different ways than people who are doing it over a long period of time, who've come up with other means of qualifying what they mean by success. So some of these stories will actually begin to relate that for you. We're hoping that at the end of the podcast, you might have a little bit more information and a little bit more desire to try meditation and to see what the difference between you calling it unsuccessful and other people calling it successful. So the first story is Irene's story. Now, Irene's story comes from the guided meditation site. And we will have a link to this site at the end of our podcast. And this is the Meditation Success Stories podcast. Irene says, I started doing meditation about nine years ago after I had a very public meltdown. I used to work as a nurse and I worked very long hours and had to deal with a lot of people with serious medical conditions. I don't ever remember hating my job. Actually, for the most part, I liked it very much. But somewhere along the road, I must have started to get more and more stressed out. I put on a lot of weight, and I was tired most of the time. I became very irritable and impatient. The problem was that I always had to keep a smile on my face for my hospital patients. But one day, I just lost it. I'd been working all day for the eighth day in a row, and I was very tired. One of my elderly patients started throwing all her things on the floor. I was trying to pick them all up for her, but she just kept throwing them on the floor again. All of a sudden, I started yelling at her, something I've never, ever done to a patient before. I quickly realized what I was doing, but it was too late. I shut my mouth and just stood there with my heart pounding and all my muscles quivering with anger. Somewhere in the back of my mind, I remember thinking something like, This is how people end up having heart attacks. You're going to end up as one of the patients in here if you don't take care of yourself. I guess that was my light bulb moment. I went home early that day and just cried. The next week, I enrolled in a relaxation program near the hospital where I worked. At first, we just learned basic breathing techniques. And then later, we learned how to do meditation properly. For the first two months, I cried a lot when I practiced meditation. I know they say that meditation is supposed to be very calming, 
but I did not expect that to happen. I now understand that I was just releasing lots of pent-up anger and sadness. After about six weeks or so, I started to go into the most amazing deep states of relaxation. I was really meditating quite deeply, and I would completely lose track of time. The tears and sadness were replaced by feelings of intense joy and appreciation for my life. Over and over, I would meditate and feel myself being overwhelmed by this feeling. Sometimes I would still cry, but it was not because I was sad. It was because I was so happy. I've been meditating ever since, and I will be for the rest of my life, I suppose. I think that meditation is the healthiest thing I've ever done for myself, and it has definitely made me a more relaxed and happier person. So there's a point of view that oftentimes most people don't encounter, especially the first time that they hear a lot about meditation. And in research, we found that there are very different techniques for meditation. And in your own research, you will probably find that to be true. So it's not always a one-size-fits-all. But it's interesting to note that in Irene's story, she doesn't mention whether she continued in her career of nursing or whether she ended up switching careers or moving tangentially into different types of nursing or medical help fields. So that part we don't know, but we do have a good sense that she was able to find ways to process the problems that had been around for her before and now are not affecting her. Yeah, so in this case, meditation was very effective at making her life much more balanced and happy. The next story comes from Christopher Lloyd Clark. Mr. Clark is actually the founder of the Guided Meditation site, and he encourages people to visit his site for different types of training, but also to leave their own stories. So he's got a number of stories on his site that are illuminating and interesting to read. Christopher's story goes like this. Learning how to meditate was probably the single most important and life-changing thing I've ever done. I started meditating in 1995 after my mother invited me to do an eight-week meditation course with her. I wasn't coping all that well with life at the time. I'd recently broken up with my girlfriend. I was failing some of my subjects at university. My health was average at best, and I was very depressed. I was reluctant to go to meditation classes at first, mainly because I was too depressed and I was too stressed to find the energy for them. I didn't really expect to get much out of meditation, and I loathed the idea of having to find 20 minutes to meditate, twice a day no less. To my surprise, I was actually quite diligent in my meditation practice, and it paid off. After three weeks, something clicked. I don't exactly know what happened, but all of a sudden I realized that I had discovered something really important to me. Meditation was filling a gap in my life 
that nothing else had been able to satisfy, I began to relish my meditation sessions and my experience of meditation rapidly deepened. I became calmer and more focused, and somehow my whole life seemed to make more sense. Over time, meditation awakened me to the spiritual nature of my being, a side of myself that had been clouded from view until that moment. I was so excited about this new discovery that I threw myself into this study. Metaphysics, spirituality, psychology, theology. I totally absorbed myself in learning everything I could about the nature of my mind, my soul, and my relationship to the universe as a whole. To cut a very long story short, the practice of meditation completely revolutionized the way I view my life and the way I live my life. It expanded my perspective and it gave me relief from depression. It gave me a great deal of clarity and mental power, which has helped me over the years in my professional development and career progression. Meditation also helped me first to open my heart and then to connect with a wonderful life partner. Nothing gives me the same feeling of wholeness and deep calm that meditation does. It has awakened me to the vast reservoirs of peace within me, and it encourages me to help other people to find that same peace. It's given my entire life a sense of purpose, I just couldn't imagine my life without meditation. Wow, now that's a pretty profound effect. And I think it's just wonderful that this person who was really depressed and really unhappy in life suddenly got plugged in and found out how he could become happy through this practice. And if you visit his website, again, the Guided Meditation Site, you will find that it's a very lovely site, very artistically prepared, and he's got many solutions and many offerings, both free and paid. And he really has pretty much done what he said in his story, which is provide ways to help teach other people. The fact that he made this site, I think, really speaks to the power of meditation in his life and the profound effect that it had on his life. We need to take a short break to acknowledge one of our sponsors. We'll be right back. Time to thank one of our sponsors. Today's show is sponsored by BulletPad, the fun and intuitive app for writing outlines and organizing your thoughts on your iPad. With BulletPad, you can quickly create a hierarchical list of bullet points, giving structure to your great ideas. BulletPad is an outstanding tool for writers, thinkers, and folks like you. Begin organizing today. Get BulletPad for free. Just go to the App Store on your iPad and search for BulletPad. And we're back. Now, the next story that we're going to read is called The Breath of God, and it's by Reverend Susan Kolb. It's also found on the same website. In 1996, I became the director of a retreat center. One of the first classes I took was a mindful meditation class, 
In the very first session, I was deeply struck by the effect it had on my mind. I experienced random seconds of serenity and quiet spaces. Interestingly, these minute glimpses of open space seduced me into wanting more. In my overachiever Western mindset, I began my practice with tail-wagging enthusiasm and sat on my Zafu each morning for 30 minutes. In the early days, I practiced with a vengeance, making sure that no thought entered my mind. I focused all of my attention on the words, Breathing in, I know. Breathing out, I know. I worked very hard at clicking off my brain and giving all my attention to my mantra. Thank goodness I was saved from this treachery by 12 Buddhist monks who came to my retreat center to give Dharma talks and teach meditation. This joyous group of monks filled the center with the energy of peace and play. Their unconditional curiosity and centeredness made it clear that I was not receiving the same benefits from my meditation. Finally, one of the monks, Fra David Shatiko, looked at me and remarked, You must have done a lot of drugs in college. I spun my attention toward him, confused and defensive. His next words changed my life. He said, Susan, meditation is not about clicking off, but about clicking on. Meditation is a practice to help you learn to live more mindfully. It's an exercise to train the brain to comprehend what's actually happening in each moment without blame, shame, or trying to change the reality of it in any way. These may not be the exact words, but this is my understanding of his words. Fifteen years later, I start each morning sitting on my Zafu, training my mind for fifteen minutes, watching my breath and watching my mind as it wanders. I spend the rest of my day in meditation practice. Why do I do it? It makes my day go better, and it brings me to a place where I can accept each day as the gift that it is. It helped me fall in love with my life. Boy, that's really inspiring, Kira. Yes, it is. I think that we're beginning to see that there's a pattern here in these stories. So many of these people are starting out one way, thinking one way about meditation, and then having practiced it, begin to understand it in a whole different way. I think that's a great observation because we see at one point that Susan was just so determined and so Western mindset mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. desirous of succeeding and winning and all of the other things that we do in the Western world. And because of that, was really not able to relax. And so really cheating herself out of the finer points of meditation and also not realizing the joy and the wonder that it can bring in the end. Mm -hmm. The childlike sense of fun, just being. The other thing I think that's so important to remember is that with the intention that she had, she actually drew to herself the very people that were going to reconnect her with, as Kira says, the childlike quality of meditation. Right. And obviously she did have that intention. Once again, we have a person who's opened up a retreat center, <laughs> for goodness sakes. 
What else is she doing besides trying to grow inwardly and as a person and help others do the same? We need to take another break to acknowledge another sponsor. We'll be back in a sec. Also sponsoring our show today is AppJudo, your complete web and mobile application development service. AppJudo uses the best technologies and computer science principles to build attractive and intuitive user interfaces that your customers will easily understand and love to use. Whether you want to design and build a new app or refactor and redesign an existing app, AppJudo can help make your project a success. Visit AppJudo today at www.appjudo.com. And we're back and we're going to continue with one more story on meditation success. Now this story comes from the website Mind Body Green and we'll have the site link on our website at the end of the podcast. The title of this story is How Meditation Changed My Life and it's by Fleur Carter. You often hear stories about how life-changing meditation can be And it's no surprise to read about the calming effects of stilling the mind. The benefits of meditation are wide and varied, from reduction in stress to increased levels of concentration and focus to the ability to deal with destructive emotions. The list is endless. For me, my meditation practice, while it wavers from time to time, has been a fairly consistent feature in my life for almost five years. I notice that when I don't do it, I feel less grounded, less stable, and more susceptible to being swayed by my surroundings. It works for me, but I never realized how life-changing it could be and in such a short period of time. Two years ago, I was struggling with a recurring hip injury. I had tried most mainstream methods of rehabilitation, but it just kept coming back. I knew it was a sign of my state of mind. The pain always began during periods of stress. It only proved to me everything I knew about mind-body connection. The body is simply a slow mind. I sought the help of an energy therapist as a last resort to finally rid my body of this recurring pain. Through a series of sessions, I identified that I was feeling restless. I said to the practitioner, I feel like I need to make a decision. I am just not sure what about. It was infuriating even. Everything in my life was okay. I was not in any major upheaval, yet I felt a sense of change lurking, but I had no idea of what, where, or how. What was wrong with me? I felt agitated, unsettled, and completely overwhelmed, yet I had no idea why. My practitioner told me, set your worries aside. To get out of your head and back into your heart, Try to practice the inner smile meditation. And so I did. Diligently, each day, I sit for 15 minutes and practice smiling from the inside out. I generated thoughts of loving kindness from my heart 
and allow the feelings to permeate through my whole body. I sat with the feeling of love, triggering my heart meridians on my face by actually smiling. At first, I felt a little stupid, sitting on my meditation seat, grinning, but soon the shyness shifted and I would look forward to my session each day. After a week, I had already noticed a shift in my state of mind. I was not as agitated, and the feeling of overwhelm was slowly melting away. I still had no answers, but then I hadn't had any questions to begin with, so I was really not expecting a major breakthrough. Yet, one more week of sitting and smiling each day, it came to me. It was like the bolt of crystal clear clarity that emerged from the depths of a murky uncertainty that had filled me only two weeks earlier. I would quit my corporate gig, get rid of my stuff, and head off on an adventure around the world. I would finally follow my dreams and let go of the life I had carved out for myself. A life that was filled with other people's ideals and a huge list of shoulds. Just like that, it was the decision I had been wanting to make, that I had been needing to make, yet I was completely unaware there was even a decision to be made. I had been so caught up in trying to figure it out in my head that I had lost contact with my heart, the one place that always knows exactly what I need to do. This became a life-changing decision that took only two weeks of meditation to cultivate. Fast forward two years, as I look out my window at the end of the monsoonal rain in the north of India, that is now my home, I smile to myself about how different my life is. I owe it all to this simple little thing called meditation. I am following my dreams, the ideals that filled my heart, and it is hard to imagine my life any other way. Wow. So there we have it. You know, meditation is a very powerful tool for changing your life. If you're feeling unsatisfied, if you're feeling agitated, these are techniques that you could try. Obviously, it's a self-help technique, and it's not for someone who maybe needs a psychologist or a psychiatrist. This is for people who would just like to be happier and finding it really hard to overcome some of the imbalances in their lives. It's for everyday people. It accentuates the happiness in anyone's life from what I've observed. I think it also illustrates, again, how we put judgments on ourselves in the Western culture, maybe much more so than in the Eastern culture. So he's sitting in his meditation pose and he's grinning and he's doing the inward smile brought outward meditation <laughs> and he's feeling really stupid <laughs> and he's feeling really hokey and going, oh my God, if anybody was to see me, I would be so embarrassed. And that's kind of how we are. But it's also about letting go. And it's also about, you know, as Jesus said, come to me as a little child. Because my four and a half year old granddaughter doesn't feel this way. She'll dance all over the house and uh -huh. never, never feel self-conscious. She'll do all kinds of things and dress up in all kinds of ways. Uh huh. Yeah, she's definitely tapped into that happiness quotient. 
We just wanted to bring this up today. We wanted to bring it up as a means of making yourself feel more balanced in life because we know that when you are more balanced, you become healthier. It's a proven fact. In fact, meditation is now being used by many health practitioners as a means to do just that for people. It also helps your physical, not just your mental outlook. Just something for you to be aware of, and we encourage you to investigate it and maybe try some of these techniques. Absolutely. (laughs) You can't go wrong. There's nothing to lose, and there's really no outlay. You can do this all on your own. You can get books from the library even. You can get tapes and CDs from the library. You can get MP3s on the Internet. Some of them are free. So it's an easy start. It's an easy try. And you can then begin to move in a more professional direction and contact people to help you. And you don't have to follow an Eastern philosophy or pathway to meditate. Of course, you can be of any background, religiously or spiritually, or none for that matter. There are many different approaches for all different types of people and all different life philosophies. So we invite you to try it. We sure do. So that's our show for today. Bill and I want to thank you for listening to the Healthy Tips podcast. To subscribe to our show, go to the iTunes podcast and look for Better Living Institute, the Healthy Tips podcast. There you'll also find all of our podcasts produced by the Better Living Institute, the Book Talk podcast, the Love Stories podcast, the Happy Kids podcast, the Happiness Experience podcast, and today's podcast, the Healthy Tips podcast. At the Better Living Institute, we're creating health, wealth, and happiness, one loving conversation at a time. You can also find our podcast and view all of the great stories, photos, and links that we post by visiting our website at www.betterlivinginstitute.com. While there, please go to our contact page and leave us a comment. Kira and I encourage you to send us some feedback. And also, let us know if you have an interest in a specific health topic. You can also like and message us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com forward slash Better Living Institute. In addition, our email address is feedback at betterlivinginstitute.com. We hope you'll listen again next time and remember to share our show with your friends and family. This is Kieran Bill Van Ittersom for the Better Living Institute saying so long for now, everyone.